What's good, family? I wanted to come on here because I have a lot that I want to say because I've been talking, I've been meeting a lot of people and talking to a lot of people in this new year. And a lot of people are like, dang, you know, to be a Christian, you know, you're different. Like you're open-minded, you understand and you relate to what we're going through in our lives. And I just start thinking to myself and to some people that might be a compliment, but to me, that's an insult because as Christians, you should be open-minded to be able to help anybody that's going through a situation because we weren't, we're not perfect. We'll never be perfect. And we started this walk with God. We had a past. And a lot of times when people become saved. Exactly. I'm thinking the same thing y'all thinking right now. A lot of times when people transition to this walk with God, they forget about where they came from. But what I came to tell you is that what social media won't tell you is that This walk with God requires sacrifice. And it requires the type of sacrifice that you have to be ready to give. You know, and when you have you ever heard somebody say, I'm addicted to Jesus or matter of fact, let me back up. The Clark sisters had a song that came out that said, um, all you need is a dose of the Holy Ghost. And then you had Dorinda Clark that was like, um, I don't need. No, I think that was uh, Karen. But Dorinda also said this, too, and they performed. I want to say for the BET, was it the BET? It was for something they performed for. God forgive me, but I remember they were performing and she said, um, I don't need no reefer. I have Jesus. She said, I'm addicted to Jesus. I'm addicted to the Holy Ghost. But you have to try God like you tried marijuana. You have to try God. And I hate to compare it to drugs, but I'm going to break it down so people that aren't believers can understand. You have to try God like you tried alcohol for the first time. You have to try God like you tried your first relationship. You have to try God like you tried to build your credit. You have to try God like you tried to apply for jobs. You have to try God like you tried to ace that interview. You have to try God like you tried to pass that test. But you also, what a lot of people fail to understand is you have to study God and understand who God is and what God does. Because growing up, I know for myself in the church, not even in just in the church, but because I ain't even going to bash the church because I came from a great church. But from what a lot of Christians have said, they're like, oh, well, just tell God what you want and he'll give everything you need. According to his will, it shall be done. Did y'all hear that last part that I said? You probably didn't. And that's because people leave out the most important part. People create their own bold. How can I say this? People create their own bold letters, but put in fine print what truly matters. You know, you can get anything you want. You can ask God for anything that you want according to his will that shall be done. You know, if it's in his will, it shall be done. So you can't just we go out. A lot of people go out here with this mindset. And I say we because including myself, we'll start telling God things that we want. Like, God, I need this. God, I want this. God, I want a house by the end of the year. God, I want a new car by next month. God, I want you to do this for me. God, I want you to do that for me. He just looking like what? You want me to do all this for you in this amount of time? I got to prepare you for this new house. I got to prepare you for this new car. I got to prepare you for this job. I got to prepare you for this girlfriend that you say that you wanted. I don't want you to just have a girlfriend. I want you to have a wife. I don't want you to just have any car. I want you to have the best car for you. I don't want you to just settle for any house. I want you to have the best house for you. 
But we fail to understand that because we don't read about God. We just go based off of what we hear, but we got to start reading the word. Just like when you study for a test, you start to figure out what's on that test. Then just go into it based off of what people told you. Oh, the test is on um, X, Y, and Z. I bet I'll ace it. And you get to the test and you're like, all right, this ain't what I expected it to be. They told me that the test would be X, Y, and Z. And now you're looking dumb. That's how we look when we come to God with situations because we fail to do our own reading. We fail to study on our own part. So then we go to God expecting him to do so much. But if you read the Bible throughout the entire Bible, God is constantly saying when people are praying, even they're saying, you know, God, I want this in your will. If it, it I'm, I'm getting my words mixed up because I'm just going, I'm just reminiscing on everything that the, the conversation that I had with this specific person. But all throughout the Bible, it talks about, well, you know, God, I want to do this. If it's in your will, it shall be done. You know, God, I want a new car. If it's in your will, then it shall be done. But we lose, we lose that, we lose that when we fail to read, when we fail to understand who God is and what he does, what his purpose is, how he moves. And then you realize why your relationship with God isn't working out because you're constantly trying to tell God what you want. And you're not understanding that if it's not in God's will, then it's not getting done. And then what we also fail to understand is that God clearly tells us that he has our life planned out. So why are you telling God what you want out of your life if he tells us that he has our life planned out? Exactly. Exactly. So we have to sit back and allow God to move. We got to sit back and know God for ourselves. And you cannot sit up here and judge other people. And when I say judge, I don't mean in a negative way, but compare your life to other people and start judging their relationship with God to what you have with God. You'll never have the relationship that somebody else would have with God. You shouldn't want the same relationship that somebody else has with God because you don't know what that person went through and they like to have that relationship with God. So you're praying that you pray like somebody else. But when God start putting you in the same storms that that person went through, all of a sudden you want to give up on them. You got to trust God. But let me go back. Just like when you started smoking marijuana, you didn't start off smoking seven blunts a day. Just like when you started drinking alcohol, you didn't start off finishing a whole bottle of Patron. You didn't start off finishing a whole bottle of vodka. You didn't start off finishing a whole bottle of Hennessy. It took you time. You went from getting drunk off of one shot to getting drunk off of two, three, four, five, and now you have a high tolerance. When you started smoking weed, you didn't, you didn't, excuse me, you didn't start smoking seven blunts your first time. You started with one. You got hot. You went to two. You went to three. You got to try God just like you tried drugs. You got to try God just like you try the things of the world. But it's a sacrifice to it. But don't jump in giving your heart to God when you don't know what you're giving your heart to. Because it's easy to not believe in something when things don't go your way or things don't go how you expected it to go. Follow me. You got to try God with the small things first. All right, this week I'm going to give God my attitude. Whenever I start getting mad, I'm just going to start calling on God's name. Just like when you want to get high, you just start, you know what, I had a long day, I want to get high. Whenever you feel like you're about to spasm somebody, God, please, 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 God, please help me. God, please help me. Calm me down because you know how I get. I don't want to go in here and flip no tables like Jesus did. I need you to prep me because if I go in here, you know my temper better than anybody. I'm liable to get the cops called on me. 
You got to be real with God. Create your own relationship with God. But like I was saying, you have to try him. Try him with your attitude. And once you see him move that way, like, okay, okay. So God, you fixed my attitude. I see what you did. Keep, keep, keep remembrance of it. Just like he did the people of Israel. I think it was the people, of, the people of Israel. Long story short, let me just say that he told the people to go to and put stones by the Jordan River to create a memorial of all the things that God has done so they could keep in remembrance. So when you're praying that God will fix your attitude, start writing it down of your improvement, your improvement, your improvement, your improvement. You start to look back and see all the things that God did for your attitude. Then move on to something else and start trusting God with something else. That's when you move on to that second blunt. That's when you move on to that second shot. You know, and you start saying, OK, God. I'm going to trust you with. Hmm. Let's see what we can I can think of um, my experience. God, I'm going to give you I'm going to start trusting you. I'm going to give you a little bit of trust. And when you start trusting God and you start trusting God, you start to see you build a tolerance. So now you're more comfortable with God because you trust him. You're more comfortable with God because he helped you through your attitude. And you're like, OK, OK. Now I see that God's reliable. Let me step it up a little bit. God, I want to give you my finances. Help me save my money more. And he'll start blessing you with people in your life to help shift you. Even with your attitude, he'll start putting people in your life to help correct you. Even when it comes to your trust, he'll start putting people in your life to help you trust people, to help you be guided. God will send people in your life if you allow him to. You just got to trust God. But you got to build yourself to trust God. Just like when you meet that significant other, you don't trust him off. Excuse me. You don't trust them off the gate. Let me just hear what they saying. Oh, they good people. OK. OK. I see how they dealt with that situation. I feel like I can trust them a little bit. They're reliable. They're reliable. OK. I'm going to trust them. I'm going to see what I can do if I trust them. I'm going to see how they move. And you start to see they're faithful to you. They're loyal to you. That's how God is. He's faithful and he's loyal. And you start saying, you know what? Let me give you my heart because I really like you. I really like you and I trust that you won't break my heart. So you start to give God your heart. And once you start giving God your heart, he starts to clean up everything inside of you. And that's how it works. I say all of this to say that one thing that I've learned is that you have to stop allowing negative vibes and negative minded people to come into your life. You have to stop being afraid to say no. You got to learn to protect yourself before anything because once you start getting drained you start to get depressed and when you start to get depressed you start to lose hope you start to lose sight you start to lose faith you start to lose confidence and everything that you once believed in starts going out the window because you don't even know who you are because you've allowed everybody else to suck the life out of you because you rather put yourself in situations to set you up to fail than to give God a try just like you tried marijuana, try God. Just like you tried alcohol, try God. And stop allowing social media to make you think that when you join, when you enter, when you try God, you got to give him everything. You don't start off by giving God everything because your expectations are going to be too high. You're going to be expecting God to move so much in your life and you don't even know what's going on yourself. You don't even know who you are yourself. You got to try him. 
You got to allow him to move in your life. You got to trust him. Man, you got to surround yourself with positive people. You got to surround yourself with people who's going to lift you up. You got to surround yourself with people who's going to pour you up when you pour you to fill you up when you are empty. You can't allow yourself to pour yourself out to all of these people and then you come home drained, feeling like crap and you can't call nobody because if you call your friends, they're going to talk about their problems. You need to find somebody in your life that you can depend on that when you call, they are there for you to listen to you and help you out. Not somebody that the first thing they'll say is, let me tell you about my day. And then you just sit in the choir. You got to learn to speak up. Sometimes we got so much mouth when it comes, oh, I'll say something. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. But when it comes to your peace, you want to sit there and look stupid. Sometimes you got to speak up for yourself. Sometimes you got to look out for yourself. Sometimes you got to check yourself. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and write on the mirror everything that's attached to you and start marking out anything that's negative. You got to find God for yourself. You got to find yourself for yourself. You got to find peace for yourself and you got to start surrounding yourself with positive people for yourself. Do not allow this world to make you think that believing in God, you have to be perfect. Do not allow this world to make you think that you have to give up everything when you come to God because it ain't like that. God's not saying drop everything before you come to me or else I can't help you. That is not God. God said, come to me in your mess. I want all of you. I want the dirty you. I want the you strung out on drugs. I want you. I don't want no perfect washed version of you or what you think you should be. Come to me raw. I want to heal you from the inside out. I want to make you whole again. I want to make you shine. You're a diamond. All of us are diamonds that is filled with dirt and God wants to make us shine. But will you let him is the question. Are you going to allow these negative people tell you that you're beautiful, even though you're sitting over there looking like a dirty rock? Let's be real. When are you going to try God? Are you going to wait till it's over? And here's the thing about God. You try God when you're ready. Don't let Christian Twitter, Christian Instagram and all of this stuff tell you, oh, well, you need to get right with God now. You need to get right with God now. If you don't, you're going to hell. Listen, hear me out. Try God first. Get to know God before you give him everything. It's a process. And people won't tell you that. They're just quick to tell you that you're burning hell. Listen, try God first. Let him work through you. Trust him. But don't wait till it's too late. Don't wait until... You're on your deathbed dying to ask God for help. Don't wait until you're in front of a gun trying to ask God for help. Don't wait until you're in a life and death situation trying to ask God for help. Don't wait until you're in a situation where there's nobody else to ask God for help. But if that's what it takes for God to win your soul over, God will do whatever is necessary to make sure that all his people live an eternal life. But here's the thing about God. Don't wait on God because he's waiting on you. When you're ready, you go to God. Don't be forced to go to God. Don't let nobody tell you that you need to talk to God right now. When you are ready to give your life up for God, do that. When you are, let me back up and say that again. When you are ready to sacrifice things in your life, that's when you go to God. 
Don't go to God now because you hear this podcast and you feel like, oh, I need to give my life to Christ and you're not ready to make a sacrifice. Because it's easy to not believe when your mind isn't focused on something. Whenever you're dating a girl, whenever you're dating, men, I'm talking to my men. And ladies, I switched your scenario up. To all my men, when you're out here trying to find the right lady and you're out here, you know, you got a lot of opportunities. As we all say, you know, we got hoes. And for those, I ain't got no hoes. You know, you got somebody in your phone. And if you don't, you got a girl that's liking your pictures that you might not find attractive, but whatever. You have to understand that you have options. And before you give your all to something, you want to see if it's worth it. You want to see if it's worth giving your everything to. Are you prepared? Are you ready for a relationship? Are you ready to settle down with this girl? That's how you have to see. It. Are you ready to give up everything? Are you ready? Literally, you got to ask yourself, are you ready to give up everything? Because when you when you start moving in the will of God and you start trusting God, you have to be willing at some point to eventually give up everything. And it's going to start small. It's going to start with your drug addictions. Possibly it might start with your sexual desires. It might start with your worldly desires. It might start with your mindset. It might start with your heart. It might start with your self-esteem. It might start with your confidence. It might start with whatever it is that you're going through that God chooses that he want to start with. But you got to be willing to make a sacrifice. Don't give some. And I'm talking to my men again. Don't you waste your time talking to no girl if you know that's not what you want. And I say to my ladies, don't waste your time talking to no man if you know that's not what you want. And I say to everybody, don't waste your time trying to get to know God if you are not ready to make a sacrifice in your life. You got to be ready. Be patient. It's no rush out here. But just know. That you never know. None of us know when the world's going to end. But you want to be right with God. Find the time. Start thinking over your life. Figure out what you want to do. And go forward. But I suggest that you try God. Try him with one thing. That's what I want everybody to do that's listening to this podcast. Just try one thing. And once you try that one thing. Just watch how he moves. And I guarantee you, I promise you, I promise you, you will have great results. And when you do, you're going to want to try him with something else. And then you're going to want to try him with something else. And you're going to say, God, if you could do all of this for me, I'm going to give you my heart because I trust you. I'm going to give you my life because I trust you. I'm going to give you everything because I trust you. But to any of those that are listening, I want to say this too. You need to be careful what you pray for because God will give you everything you ask for if it's in his will. If you tell God that you want patience, oh, he going to give you patience and he going to test you. And you can be like, what in the world? Why is everybody trying me today? Why is everybody trying me? Like somebody, God, somebody going to get beat up today. But did you just see how you called out to God? He working on you. Because the old you could have just opened up your car door when I didn't showed out. Just that simple. But you said, God, somebody going to get beat up. You better, God, 
help me. Help me, Jesus. But that's all I got, y'all. Try God. Don't listen to what social media says. Don't try to compare your relationship with God to anybody else. Your relationship with God is your relation to God. Maddie Moss Clark made a song that said, I tried him and I know him and I found him to be a friend. Try God. And I promise that you will find him to be not only your friend, but a brother to you, a sister to you, or whatever you want God to be, he will be for you. But all you have to do is try him. That's all I got, y'all. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Turn the mic out, y'all, because I really could go on. I'm done. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to come back. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My previous episode, I said that I talked about Isaiah 43 and 19. And I just want to add a little bit more to what that scripture says. It says that I'm doing new things. Creating roads in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Listen, God is doing new things. He's creating roads in your life where people said that you couldn't, where you thought that you couldn't. He's creating rivers in the desert. In places where you thought that it was impossible, God said it was possible. Listen, when I lived in the world, still do, still do. I'm talking like I'm out of the world. When I was living in sin deeply and enjoying my sin, that's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. When I lived in sin, like completely, it was so much fun. But I lived with so much regret. Things that I thought was impossible, God made possible. And all I did was try him with one thing at first, and that was my attitude. I could have never, I, I would have told you that it's impossible that I ever get a new car. It's impossible that I'd ever live in the province because it's too expensive. I don't think I'm ever going to graduate. That's impossible. But when you trust God, everything becomes possible because just like it says, he will make a way out of no way. God will make all things possible. All you do. All you need to do is trust him. You just need faith the size of a mustard seed, y'all. When you give God your attitude, have faith and start marking down the progress Make notes of it. So when you finally are fixed of your attitude, and you'll know when. Because people are like, dang. So you're not mad? Nah. I'm like, dang, the old you would have snapped. And you're like, you know what? You're right. Go home and look at all those tally marks or look in your phone if you put it in your phone and you'll see. And you'll realize to yourself what God did. And you're like, dang, you really changed my attitude and everybody around me can see it. Let me trust you with something else. But listen, I also want to say this. You will have negative people in your life that will tag your past on to you like a sticky note. Well, I remember when you said this and I remember when you did this and I remember you used to act this way and I remember you used to do that. But you cannot allow the enemy to make you turn around and throw away everything that God did for you. 
ignore it and keep moving. And I know it's hard, but if God could bring you through your attitude, if God could bring you through your sexual desires, if God could bring you through your addictions, if God could bring you through things of the world, can you imagine what he will do if you call on his name when the enemy is trying to attack you? The Bible already tells us that he is before us and he is with us. The Bible also talks about if God is before you, who can be against you? Nobody. No, 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 nobody. Don't let this world cause you to backslide. Don't let these people that you call your friends cause you to backslide. Don't let these, this, that your family, you can have toxic people in your family. Don't allow your family, your friends, your auntie, your cousin, your, your, your whatever. Don't allow anybody to cause you to backslide. Anything that will tamper with what God did for you is not good. Because the Bible clearly says that all good things come from above. Not some, not a little bit, not majority, but all good things come from above. So if anything is hindering your good in your life or hindering your positivity or your mindset in a negative way, it's not good. You got to understand right from wrong. It's not about choosing whether you're going to live in the world or whether you're going to live for Christ yet, because some of you guys are new believers. Some of you guys aren't believers yet. But you got to give God a chance, an opportunity, just like you meet somebody and you're like, oh, no, nah, they're not going to be for me. Or if you're like me, sometimes I meet someone like, you know, what? I already know I ain't going to like them and end up being the best of friends with them, still the best of friends with them. Sometimes when you see things that are out of your norm and people that act a different way that offend you, sometimes good things can offend a negative heart. Good things can offend a negative mind. If you're a negative person, a good thing will stir you the wrong way. Uh-uh, I can't deal with that. Nah, you need to deal with that because look at where you are. You need somebody like that around your life to rub, up, rub off on you a little bit because you're living a jacked up life right now. But that's okay because God's going to make a way. And next thing you know, you and that person are best friends. And your life has changed for the good. Do not allow the enemy. Do not allow the world. Do not allow toxic people. Do not allow negativity. And do not allow a negative minded person to stir you away from the good in your life. Now I'm done for real. I'm done for real. I promise I'm done. I'm done.